All right, here we go. We're going in. Delaware Daniel on three cassette tapes. Delaware Dan, no problem, and us on three cassette tapes. No problem. No problem. No problem. Delver Dan, no problem. So here we go, we go to a new episode. Welcome to the. Hey there, folks, it's Delaware Dan here. I'm on the subcontinent, Florida, and, you know, I was thinking about how they got all these different kind of ideas about what the world is and stuff, you know, different conspiracies and all that, theories and all that, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking about it, I think I, I think I realized my own conspiracy about this, basically, um, you know, I looked up in the sky and the clouds, they looked kind of like they were green screened in. On front, you know, they green screen on. The, they put a blue background and they green screen in the special effects and all that. I think that everything is green screen. That's a, that's what I think. It's like you could believe the Earth is flat, whatever. I don't really give a shit. What I believe is that everything is green screen. Like when you look out the window, it's green screen out there. So just think about that when you're eating breakfast this morning or eating dinner if you're listening at night or if you're working the night shift, you're sneaking a little pizza snack. That's cool too. You know, just think about. When you look down at your hands, everything is green screen. And the government is lying, the media is lying about that everything is not green screen. It's going to tell you that all this other crap. But basically, everything is green screen. Um, you know, the sky, the birds, the Taco Bells, everything. Green screen. Delver Dean. And don't forget that, uh, that every, everything, this is a public announcement. Don't forget that. Um, don't let anyone anyone tell you different, because it is green screen. So just also the Earth is definitely round. So if you think that, <laughs> fucking good luck. Um, Delbert Dan. <laughs> And now for our segment, Sippin' on a Sippable by Sips McGee. We're here listening to Uh by Philip Tabanye and Malumbo while sipping on So far it sounds pretty good. Let me ask my associate. How are you enjoying this Monte Albans and Philip Tabanier combo? They're pretty good. <laughs> so there you have it. I'm gonna have to I'm going to have to stop recording because we're about to lose our fucking minds.
their minds they did as we now enter into this next foray featuring the one, the only Yesamak otherwise known as Yesselmik by Chatathan Bierte the fourth of West Let my words deviate your attention any further, before this is some very sanctified and unholy shit. Please enjoy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to speak over the whole track. I'm so sorry. It's going to keep playing. We're just going to keep it going. Spin it. We're spinning. And we're back. I thought there was going to be more. And we are back. As the valley of the chasm was filled with fog and the morning dew, no sun rose that day but only the black moon of Endor. And it was... Hey there folks, it's Stellar Dan with an interruption. Does your family suffer from low fidelity car advertisements that fail to result in putting you and your family in a seat of a brand new Kia Spectral non-corporeal interdimensional law-abiding time travels where 1% of all old people are being forced to vote for their favorite death quotes by mail? No problem. Call Delaware Dan at 69. Call Delaware Dan. And here are the last noise show of all time. From their cell phones, and they saw one thing, and one thing only that I never fulfilled that one Venma request ever. Okay, for real, I'm gonna stop now. And please enjoy the song. Wait, I just want to apologize to Chad. Uh, I got the name wrong. It was Yes Selma. And I'm not making fun of the music. I just was a little... I was getting carried away listening. I was putting myself in a situation where I was like in a dungeon castle or something. It's kind of cool. But, you know, I think of your music so much uh, more than that. It's got a lot of twists and turns. It's changed so much over the years. Um, here's to all the years and all the beers and lack of beers sometimes. It's all right. Sometimes you don't feel like drinking alcohol. I totally understand that. So... I'm uh, sorry, Chad. Love you, bud. Uh, great music, great tape. I don't mean disrespect no one. I just get kind. I get kind of, you know. I just get real into it, you know. And it just keeps on going. So, uh, sorry about that, bud. Anyways, back to the story. All right, we're doing this. Hey, uh, hello. Hey, is Delaware Dan calling? Yeah, 
This is a collect call from Delaware Dan. <laughs> yeah, what up? <laughs> not, not much. Real quick, I got a real quick question for you. And uh, in 100 in, uh, characters or less, why tapes? <laughs> I don't know. Because of my family. Okay. Call me back. I'm at work. All right, I'm going <laughs> to call you back. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> All right, so that's just a... That's Joe B. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Cassette Tapes. This is what they sound like. You hear that? That actually accidentally touched the mic but i'm shaking it which is not advised you don't want to do that to tapes they're very fragile they will fall apart as soon as you touch them so never open tapes rule number one rule number two never pay less than ten dollars for a cassette online that includes ship of um includes a ship of pricing so pricing of ship uh it it costs to ship and that is the price of shipping. This next tape came out in the 90s, but through a looper type situation, we now have we now have it. It finally came out. It's called Slaps. Uh, slaps, Bops, and Bangers. It's really good. Um, I I know I sound like I'm out of breath, but it's because to hold this microphone, I have to bend all the way over. So it's got some good hits on it. It's got the uh, the well the well uh, received, quite illustrious, and very um, you know in America, extremely in America right now. Um, they're called Office Hours Live, and they're doing ba- uh, slaps, bops, and bangers. It's pretty good. Uh, people in the Midwest seem to like it. Um, people all over America like it. I can speak. Um, I can't speak for the Midwest, but I can definitely say that I, um, definitely, you know, everybody that you meet, you know, I don't know what they're going through. Um, that has nothing to do with this fucking tape though. But, um, you know, this one's good because if you've seen Spaceman 3, 8, Moonbase 8, sorry, same I get them confused all the time. Then you you probably know this song, so it's not in the show, but it, it has to do with the guy that's in it and the other guy who's in this too. And don't act like you don't you don't know who I'm talking about because it's pretty obvious um, that it's a. Uh, it that's what a tape sounds like, by the way. All right, so it's like rocking now, dude. Seriously. When you look in the mirror, you know who you see. You just gotta be Hold on one second. Let me, let me, I just gotta point this out. I gotta bump this. This is the only way this works right now, is I gotta bump this shit. So good, dude. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what. Dude, 
don't even know. Don't even know, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I I'm gonna interrupt this real quick because, like, I didn't know what I was doing, but then it just, like, rocked so hard. It just kind of, like, swept me off my feet. So, like, good job. You know, I don't even know, like, what happened to me during this track, but I just wanted to interject and say that. So, anyways, this uh, Delaware Dan, back to the show. I just wanted her to slow down, and I got it slowed down now. Hell yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about right now. Dude, and that's the kind of shit I'm talking about, man. This just fucking rocks so good. I know my dude Bayview would love this shit, man. You know, he taught me how to party. I was I was a little bit, uh, you know, I kind of, I was a little bit, uh, well, not, he made me loose, dude. Fucking A, dude. Anyways, that was, that's called Brick by Brick. It's, Yeah, and I'm sorry I keep I keep interrupting him. My boy keeps interrupting him. I'm sorry, man. Hey there, folks. Delbert Dan again with another crucial interruption. Does your family suffer from too many broadly defined, vast as infinite space rendered Supreme Court hearings that ruled against the adherence to a 69-minute daily workout specifically designed to improve your quad strength while steeping espresso shots at a Starbucks during snowbird season where your family was found dripping fraps out of their family flaps? Then no problem. Call Delaware Dan. That's 302-49-Blondes on a touch tone... You can email Delbert Dan, and if you happen to be in the state of Baltimore, in the city of Baltimore, you go down, uh, go down to Bayview, you get to talk to Baby Bunky. Call Delbert Dan. Interrupting him. Sorry, I'm interrupting the track. But anyways, here it goes. Dude, honestly, if I'm being honest right now, I feel like kind of I'm kind of ripping off Baby Bunkies, and you know, he already done sued me for everything I had, but uh, it was actually mock trial because some dude decided to take LSD at an inappropriate time, and it's the pandemic and all. We can't be messing around. Don't be going to court, uh, even if it's a Skype court and you three-way connected to uh, some dude out in the middle of Siberia. He's got an internet connection, and you don't know what the fuck he's saying but he's definitely got some weapons there all right so i'm gonna interrupt this one more time it's gonna be the last time all show okay I promise uh stellar dan again uh speaking over delver dan on behalf of delver dan uh basically um you know i wanted to shout out the background track is dj screw which is if we're bringing up cassette tapes and so far this episode is supposed to be supposedly about cassette tapes i don't know i just show no evidence of that yet but uh, and listening back to it and providing commentary over my own material, I've decided that it's definitely um, probably boring as fucking shit listening to me talk about this. But anyways, I'm saying DJ Screw uh, used the cassette tapes and, you know, for that we are all so glad. Just so glad. On behalf of Delaware, all Delawareans, just thank you DJ Screw. Rest in peace and rest in power.
two, multiple powers. You know, just not just one. I mean, like I'm talking like 21 powers, dude, to the 21st square. So, you know, deal with that. Anyways, uh, I just want to also this song definitely it might rock more than Van Halen's uh, Jump. It's almost as good. Maybe it might be better actually. Anyways, back to the show. Oh. And this is the last time I interrupt myself um, that he's showing in the video. I don't want to see that shit. Get the fuck out. Get it the fuck out of my head. Alright, we're going to speed it up. Damn, dude, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful. None of this is actually meant to disrespect. I'm just, I don't, I'm just real hyped up, dude. I just, I chugged a bunch of fucking coffee, uh, you know, and uh, goddamn, I shouldn't be doing that. I know better than that. Kudos to whoever made this song. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Just whoever made that, just good job. God damn. God bless America. God bless you. So goddamn hard, dude. This shit fucking rocks my dick off, dude. Fuck yeah. Dude, you remember when that band Dragon Force got caught out? They were doing, they were speeding up the guitar solos, and people were like, this fucked up, dude. And I'm like, I don't know, you ever fuck with tape? You ever fuck with a tape player before? So, here's the thing. Tapes come from everywhere. They come from all over the land, across the sea. Uh, if you got money for that, that's cool. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how Delbert Dan gets a message out now. Temple marketing, uh, what's, less, what's left of it, uh, what I'm legally allowed to discuss is that uh, that's all we got. That's all we got. There's not much left. So just, which means that there's so much, there's so much more that's left, but it's better left unsaid as we journey down into this next track by, it's either Steve Jansen or County Conservation District.
later, folks, they ordained with an important announcement for you and your family. If you and your family suffer from a criminal lack of baby laxative, at late baby laxatives occupying the crevices within the earth that are known to spew random platypus facts that only relate to the time of day when all five elements are harmonized to the tune of Drop It Like It's Hot, then no problem. Call Delaware Dan 302-4... I'm sick of this whole making up the phone number shit. Alright, just call Delaware Dan. 302-69-420, all that shit. Call Delaware Dan. pretty good it kind of reminds me of you know kind of like Genesis or like Pink Floyd or something like that like in the middle of the album when you stop listening to it but this is like something I want to listen to okay here we go flower child and hippie experimental laid back bohemian culture just beneath the surface going on in Park Slope and I was guided to become a part of it. I worked in a coffee house, the Aquarius Coffee House, in exchange for a place to live in a, a loft on uh, Union Street in Park Slope. At that time, I played music on the sidewalks of Brooklyn. I was actually scientifically experimenting with meditation in sound and how it would impact listeners. All right, so this part was you, this Laraji from the documentary uh shit I forget what it's called Miss Bellaraji's called oh uh damn my bad I forget who makes it but uh it's pretty good so check it out so I decided to have a Laraji have three triangles in the name when Laraji is printed in uppercase there are three triangles numerological value of seven and an embracement of the sun as a sacred friend. I opened my eyes after playing a set in Washington Square Park one night and counting my change and there was this notebook paper, it looked like it had been ripped out of a notebook or an expensive notebook, <laughs> small and it's something to the effect, uh, dear sir, please pardon this scraggly piece of paper but I'm wondering if you would consider um, participating in a recording project that I am launching signed Brian Eno and we agreed that we'd do an album of music recorded in the village about a month or two later we maybe it was sooner than that at Apple the Green Studios Apple Studios on Green Street Recorded the album, uh, very aggressive hammered zither music. Late 70s, Tascam and Sony and Panasonic recorders were accessible. 
I could afford them. I would record uh, uh, usually stereo with microphones and sometimes the microphones with amps in the room and zithers, two zithers and keyboard at times and usually in a living room, someone's living room. Those were the early cassette tapes, very low budget and usually they were the result of something I had done either at a concert or a performance and someone would ask me do you have a copy of that a recording of it and I would uh, distribute them make them available while playing on the sidewalks in New York so that was a big increase of my income and uh, the tape cassettes at home duplicating w one at a time you know 60 minute cassette <laughs> at a time I'm like do three or four in a day, you know, sell them. And of course, things change when I could duplicate 50 at a time. All right, so that's like one thing you can do with tapes. Um, there's tons of other things you can... You can recycle them. You know what? Someone out there's got to do this. They got to go ahead. They got. I give them to the go ahead, to then go ahead and then make use their head to then figure out how do you make these tapes. Because here's the thing: what happens? You got a bunch of tapes. You die. Who the fuck is taking all these tapes? You know, Baby Bunky can answer this question. I call upon him from afar baby bunky if you got to answer this question man you know i know we had our differences i totally i'm cool i know you're cool we're all cool this is it's a dangerous time very scary but we got this dude i call upon the power of baby bunkies come down and answer this question who takes my tapes when i'm dead but here's the other thing is that any of us got these tapes we got online you know what what is the lifespan of a tape that shit is going to outlive every single one of us by, like, at least avenged sevenfold times. Seven. Just like the Raji said in the video, it's going to be seven. I'm also watching the show The Leftovers, and they're, like, seven years later, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't be watching TV like that. So here's... um. Here's a here's some information about tapes that I know you wanted to hear. Delaware Dad presents the interview with Mike Haley of 905 Tapes and the Tabs Out Cassette Podcast, also known as Weather, and part of many duos, trios, quadros, high fivers, and double triplets, which is three versus three. Some of them were called roped off, I think. Some of them had some other names. And also totem mold growth. Oh, I know. I mean, that's why I, that's why I was so concerned about you moving to Florida. You, you can't be out there in all that sun. I know. Especially with the global warming and Al Gore. Okay, yeah. Can, can you hold on one second, though, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We're alone now. Awesome. Nice. I did it. I like that. 
I guarantee in five minutes somebody comes screaming. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Alright, what's up? Okay, so cassette tapes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, get, I assume you just, you've kind of from the moment you that's, took that's the whole question that's the whole question because that's it that's how about them yeah what's what's the deal with the it starts out like a jerry seinfeld what's the deal with cassette tapes you put it in and it sounds kind of weird you realize it's supposed to sound like that but what kind of music is this <laughs> but i guess because i mean i i assume when you started taking an interest in in music and bands you know everyone just had tapes that's just it seems like kind of the easiest way people I don't think so. Yeah. I, well, you know what? Yeah, I guess so. I guess, like, I mean, when I get, when you say got interested in music, I mean, you know, like... Like local like, like, live music and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I would say when I got, like, when I started, like, listening to music as, like, a child, it was, <laughs> it, you could get, like, you know, the 12 tapes for a penny from, like, a Columbia house or whatever. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, and and that's and that was that was my collection was of tapes was that. But when I when I started seeing like like going to shows and stuff like that, I don't think people really. At least, I mean, noise people always had tapes. I mean, was, that shit was always on cassette tape. Yeah. But like, right. I, I feel like at least when I I feel like more, like punk bands would put out like just like vinyl or just like really you know maybe CDRs or something like that. But I don't really remember getting a lot of tapes. But nah, maybe maybe they were there and I just ignored them. I don't know. Yeah, I guess becoming aware of like, well, one, I I assume Delaware didn't have any sort of like experimental music or or anything. I was just like kind of just consuming a lot of shit through the internet from like other towns, and then kind of finding out slowly through. I think. I don't remember exactly how. I think maybe I added you on Facebook or something. Or Yeah, I don't know how we met. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I was trying to remember. If it was that. like at a final Friday, if it was at like a show or something like that. I don't really I don't remember how you came into the picture. I from and, what from what I remember was on North Harrison Street. I went to visit I went to school with Jess Cross. And some friends were like, We're gonna go to this house party. <laughs> And I think like Buck Uter was there, and then like the world just got so much smaller since then. <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> and it might have. Yeah, been... I mean there wasn't. I don't really remember there being that much of like. There was always people in Delaware who were making weird stuff, or, like you know, jamming like at their their homes and like maybe not even recording it, but maybe recording it, but not really like playing out or anything like that and I remember like I don't know what year it was 2000 and do you remember when the first final Friday was the first one that was um it might have been like the end of 2010 no maybe because I know it started in like either November and December because it was cold as fuck okay (laughs) so well I think it was a year or two before that trying to do shows, trying to do, like, noise shows at, like, the, the bike project, not the Newark one, but the one that was in Wilmington. Oh, I'm yeah. not sure if it's still there. Yeah, I remember. And doing stuff there, and, like, like some people came out, and some people seemed, like, kind of into it. Um, and then trying to do them more frequently, like, doing them once a month at, like, like, a house in Wilmington or somewhere around here. And, like, it has been flowed with people who came and people who, like, were interested and I feel like we hit 
a few years ago, I feel like we hit like a, a, a peak where it's like a good, like a solid dozen or so people that like, you know, it'll, it'll fluctuate a little bit, but it's like those same people and it's like, we've, we've hit a stride. And that's, 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 that's as good as it's going to get, which is pretty cool because everyone, I mean, obviously no one's gotten together in months or anything, but, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it seemed like from when from when I moved to Baltimore to when I came back to play, I think I played three times, maybe four, uh, at Final Friday. I think three times since I moved to Baltimore. And you, are you definitely, I know I've seen you definitely play twice when you came back. Yeah. Which, like, you, I know you played a while. See, now how am I supposed to know if my tape is broken? Listen to music like this. It sounds like the damn tape deck f- fucking shit the bed. Don't it don't work no more. Yeah, and all due respect. Yeah, I mean that. All due respect. You know, uh, no disrespect intended. Don't know what I mean, it was, I don't know how long ago it was now. Um, this thing was like five years you, ago. You handed out the, 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 the beers. papers, like oh, oh, oh. You handed out like like letters. Yeah, to that everyone. was that was two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was that, that was fucking hilarious. That was really good. <laughs> and then you came back with another dude who told like some stories about something or other. Yeah, he, a dude from Baltimore, maybe. He, uh, I know those two times he came around here. He's from New York, uh, Matt. Uh, he did. Okay. Yeah, Matt Norman, and then he didn't tell me that he was. Um, he told me that he was bringing his friend Ani, but they have a project. They basically perform. They have this project called Insane Angel that they did, and like, if I'd have known, it's like just the nomenclature, like, oh, since it's these two dudes, they're gonna be like a different name, and so I like miss promoted the show but <laughs> but he yeah he was doing the like the I'm Delaware Dan like um yeah that special special Dan that was fun yeah back in the day well like when you started like trying to book noise shows and stuff would you get like did you know like a lot of like people like uh, nationally that would like be hitting you up and be like hey we need something between Philly and DC like, um no I mean I mean, like, friends and stuff would... I mean, most people tend to, you know, to skip over, like, skip over Delaware, which has been, like... You know, when you're, like, jammed on the East Coast and there's, like, so many, only so many days you can play. Yeah. And, like, everyone wants to play New York, even though, like, no one's going to beat the show. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. every, every, but, like, obviously, you also want to, like, spend the day in New York, so... And, like, you know, everybody wants to play, like, Philly, D.C., Baltimore... I mean, right there, there's, there's like, those four places within, like, you know, a few hours driving either way. Yeah. So, like, you're pretty much going to skip Delaware. But, I mean, if, if shit falls through, which it often does for people, then they, they, <laughs> they, would, they would get in touch, yeah. And, uh, but I just figured, that's why, I mean, with the Final Friday thing, with just doing, because the first Final Friday was, the whole way that happened was this, the dude, um, Fuck, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Rob. This guy, Rob, who owned this house that was like a shell of a home. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just like gutted out. Yeah. And it wasn't doing anything with it for years. 
this guy Rob who owned this house that was like a shell of a home like <laughs> you know it was just like gutted out yeah. and wasn't doing anything with it for years and I asked him if we could if I could do a show there for fun remember Matt Raidman Matt yeah yeah yep. that the duo he was in um, fun uh, I still have not and, opened my tape it's still sealed what <laughs> what's a, that I have a fun tape that's still sealed from that show Oh, really? From that show? Yeah, I'm like, That's funny. like, I might lose five bucks if I open this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they needed a show for something, and then I asked Rob to do it at that house, and it just happened to be the last Friday of the month. So it was like, you know, I was like, maybe we can pull it off with doing it here more often, but don't push it, you know, because there's, there's people on the block. There's people live on the block, and, you, you know, you don't want yeah. to fuck with them too much. Yeah, you don't want to, like, you know, you want to be a bad neighbor. Yeah. So like you don't even have any like noise shows like more than one. like like ideally for a good to be a good neighbor you want to have zero noise shows a month. <laughs> so, Between but zero I think you're a good compromise. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm drinking this tea. I think a good compromise would be one. Like I figured, like honestly, I thought like there'd be enough interest of people around here to go to one noise show a month. But if you're asking for anything more than that, like one noise gig, three people are playing. And that is the limit. I feel like with the people who like are, you know, the, are, the interest level is only so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. You're not going to get people to, to go out every fucking weekend and watch people fuck around their synthesizers or whatever. As yeah. awesome as it is, and it's like freeing of, of an experience as it is. You're, I, I don't want to do it more than like a couple of times. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> So I figured, like, let's just do these at the end of each month. I forget where I was going with this, what the question was. What oh, was the question? I, you know, I kind of forget, too. I guess I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to prompt some conversation. But, like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so we were doing them there for a while. Then they got moved. Then you took over somehow, because... How, how did they get moved to the bike? You were at the bike project in Newark when I, they got moved there. Sean found me because he... Well, he came out. Uh, he came out to boss battle. He he came out to uh, uh, Sean Stellfox, came out to uh, Final Friday, and then he. Yeah, do you know how? Do you know how he made his way there? No, I think he just. Sh- I think he Sean worked at the University of Delaware, and oh. the guy Rob, who owned the house, knew knew a woman that like worked with him, and somehow he and Rob was talking to this woman. And talking about how his house was being used for like this weird experimental music thing, and John <laughs> overheard it and was like, Holy "Wait, shit. what's going on?" And then that's how he got, yeah, which is which is just. Completely- hey there, folks! It's Delaware Dean with an announcement. If you and your family suffer from personal liberty infringements that help keep the older generation alive so that Delaware may continue to receive certain tax rebates that specifically are spent on hentai comics, otherwise known in the state of California as Banga Manga, then no problem. Call Delaware Dan at 69-420 on a touch. You know what to do. Delaware Dan. Call Delaware Dan. No problem. No problem. Call now. Wild. And I think he ended up playing like maybe like the next one or maybe a few I, I forget how it went but yeah he did I got and then I got his phone number and as before I had a, a cell phone again so I uh, was on my mom's <laughs> at my mom's apartment Her, she had a landline still and I remember okay. being like tethered to the wall just like talking to him about shit and like kind of like brokering the 
the deal, but it wasn't like like he was like pretty anxious to have us uh, do the show. But since neither of us knew each other, I couldn't tell, and I thought I had to like convince this guy to like let us do noise shows at oh, the bike project. Funny. But he was. I like, think he also. I think he ended up already knowing some. Like like did he already know John Pyle from childhood or something, or no, when they were teenagers? I something like that. There's I forget. I feel like he already knew some people. Yeah, I remember he was. Or maybe I'm thinking. You know, he was a lot older than he looked. <laughs> I remember being like, whoa, you're like 15 years older than me or something. But he, yeah, he, he, I remember he, early on, he said he always had an interest in doing shows like this and had a big interest in especially like Baltimore's music scene and like, uh, I guess travelers from, from there in New York. And he was, wanted to kind of do something like that in Delaware and I do remember telling him like well people aren't going to come out more than once a month if that <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, right. so I mean and I I remember because I was friends with like some like music like other musicians that played like uh, like really kind of straightforward kind of folk rock and roll kind of easy to you know they got the the easy to play guitar and uh, I remember they they were like doing kind of like open mic stuff at with some of the people involved with the bike project. But I never put I never thought they would like let us like bring some speakers and get really loud yeah, right. loops. <laughs> yeah, and that bike project got moved like three times. Yeah, three. Yeah, since then. and we and we moved with them every single time, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty funny. <laughs> I, I I still don't really know how. And now Jamie Orlando is like the connect there. Yeah, he's and the... and I don't know where he came from. I yeah, still he, think he's a cop. I you think he's a, <laughs> or some sort of F, like CIA plan or he's something like Quintel that. Pointel Pro too. <laughs> yeah. We we had this theory about all these people in like the Baltimore music scene that we were like, yo, they're definitely like FBI like informants. <laughs> There's gotta be a few in there. Just what, like Twig Harper or something. Yeah, he's definitely he's suspect number one. Yeah, actually. he's CIA. He's definitely he's CIA. fucking MK Ultra. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. There's a few. There's uh, yeah. There's definitely a few. This guy Dennis, who like. No, I could see why you would say that because some people in Baltimore are laid on kind of thick. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you know, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, have, I have the I have a really bizarre setup to record this. I have the mic. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to know what's going on here. Take like, a picture. <laughs> the the flip phone is plugged into a Behringer mixer. Okay. And then I have a so mic. Far, I love it. <laughs> then I have, um, I got a tape running and my digital in case one of them fails. I got backup because okay. uh, these tend to go on for a while. I have a... <laughs> and yeah, just a microphone to capture my voice. So I got you coming out of the, the phone and my yeah. voice. But the mic for the recording is far away <laughs> from the the phone no i understand man <laughs> i understand um how did how did tabs out start i've always actually wondered about that and um also thank you for your service um, um, <laughs> <laughs> um how did it start i guess it just started because well you know what happened is my father-in-law gave me this old ass dell desktop yeah and i had like this idea of like oh you know what i'm gonna have like a like a studio I'm gonna have like a spot because I had never had a spot where I could just like set up and record I didn't have a laptop at the time yeah and it was just like 
if I wanted to record something, it, like I had to make like a whole thing of it because I you had to like clean up and do all this like the whole the whole thing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna have this like computer that like is always just has to record and you know like, I got like a mixer that's always just like everything's ready to go. Yeah. And um, at the time, I was really doing the the label more. I am taking a sip of my tea. Yeah. You can do all that. You can edit all that out. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was doing nine to five tapes a bunch more, mm-hmm. and I thought like I didn't really. I don't think I even knew really what a podcast was. I knew Dave listened to podcasts, and he would t- and he play them for me, and they were really funny. Yeah, but I didn't really like listen to them myself or know anything about them. But I thought like oh, I could make like a nine to five tapes podcast where it was like I would like you know play old stuff. Like old, like the old, like stuff that was like you know, limited to twenty and like not around anymore. And I could yeah. talk about that and interview like the like the artists and stuff like that and play shit that was like coming out. And I was like, that'd be cool. And I tried to do something like that, and it was just like so weird because like <laughs> to be alone and like doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. To try to like have like a conversation about a tape, kind of, but like no one else is there. <laughs> so. I think after trying to do that like five times, I was, I was like, well, I still want to do something like that. Yeah. And so like, talked to Dave about it, and like, talked about like you know, just playing tapes and talking about the tapes, and like, so like we got together and and we gave it a shot and. Go to play some tapes. Like it, pro- I haven't listened to the first one in a long time, but I'm sure it sucks. I'm sure it's like <laughs> so fucking boring because it was just like I don't think like if it's really first of all. I don't think any of us really knew what we were even supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, we didn't have, like, mic stands, so we're, like, holding microphones and passing tapes back and forth and fumbling with them and just <laughs> saying, like, well, what do you think about this one? Oh, yeah, that looks cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, the art's really cool. <laughs> and then just, like, you know, not knowing what to do. It took a while before. And then Joe B came the second time. And because he got jealous that me and Dave were doing something <laughs> together and he wasn't involved, so he came. You brought some uh, weed. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because at the time, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was definitely an episode, like the third or fourth one that we did. Because, like, at the time, like, we, we didn't, like, smoke when we did that. We, like, we'd, like, maybe just have, like, a few beers. And this one time, like, we decided to, like, smoke while we were, we were recording an episode. And then we were, like, the next day, it was, like, we can't really, we can't put that out. It's, it's like, fucking ridiculous. But then it's, like, but maybe that's what we should probably just do every time. Like, <laughs> instead of, like, instead of it, like, trying, like, making sense. And, like, you know, like, being, like, like, having all of our notes and, like, looking over for, like, all this stuff. Like, maybe we should just, like, not really pay that much attention and then maybe we should have like soundboards and just like play like cake boss sound clips and like <laughs> stupid shit like that and i love the know. i love the soundboards i'm a huge fan of, of the drops i'm so bummed i'm so bummed that dave lost his entire oh soundboard. yeah oh no yeah <laughs> he, he had like a he yeah he got a he got a virus <laughs> he his his computer fucking like um i don't know what he was doing he he was trying to back it up or something like that but in any event he lost all of his sound clips, God. which he had quite a library of. But um, he says that when we come back to podcasting in person, he, he's going to have a whole new setup, and I'm so I'm real excited about that. That's awesome. Because yeah. it's a bummer trying to like do because we're on Zoom when we do them now. So like, 
I'm staring at this like I'm first of all I never had to record it Dave always recorded it and sometimes I forget to hit record when I start <laughs> I, I have that like, bro <laughs> I have I'm like trying to record it and I'm like doing like you know and like fucking with everyone like all the levels and stuff like that not to make it sound like this is like the most difficult job in the world and like <laughs> it turns out like the end product is all like fabulous or anything it's but like polished <laughs> to be like looking at Zoom and looking at like the levels and recording everything and trying to like do the soundboard and all this shit, it's just like I don't know. It's 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 definitely not like as fun, obviously. Yeah. But like, it will be nice when David's back and has a brand new soundboard and and he's recording it himself. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I can just. I think it was Russia. I'm gonna go ahead and call. Call it. I think it was Russia that got his. Do you computer. think it was what is it? Um, Pinky Bear. What is the name? Yeah, of the, Cozy, the Bear. Cozy Bear. <laughs> Cozy Bear. Yeah. Well, I think this one was Stinky Bear though. This was Stinky Bear. Definitely. Cozy, it's a Cozy new Bear. Is, yeah, Cozy Bear was the one that got into like the Treasury Department yeah, the and DHL. stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> but um, whatever it's called, the Department of Homeland. I think that's so fucking hilarious. I think it's so fucking hilarious that like it was like the um, what what is it the um. Not what part of Homeland Security? It's like specifically like who who handles cybersecurity in our government? Like they they were part of the, the breach that like that hack, and it's just like how fucking stupid, how fucking what dumb of a timeline are we in? And it's like the Treasury Department's hacked. It's like oh good, the Treasury Department only has all the information on all of us, right? So all like the money that's that like, we spent. <laughs> that's fucking yeah. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Stinky Bear is gonna know every fucking thing about me. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Who cares though? Yeah, I think uh, you know these have these these things have their ways of working themselves out. <laughs> yeah, I, that's something yeah. I tell myself <laughs> to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, though the George H W Bush will get resurrected. He'll fix it all. He knows how to handle yeah, he's it. He's got he's cybernetic now, and he can do. Yeah. he can go into cyber. Now he will be. He is cyber. So and he's like a young man now. In, in cyber, it's like, you know, like when, when you die and go to heaven, everyone knows the fact that you turn into whatever age was your glory days. Right. Your goal, yeah. The so same with cyber. Same when you go into the Matrix. You go into your whatever age was your glory days. You kind of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater style, like design your avatar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, with yeah. these glasses, with these slip-ons, and like this Glock 9. And like... And I'm going in. Cool shit. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, you played in a band early on, right? I mean, I'm sure I know you did a couple things, but there, I remember seeing footage or maybe just photos of you playing in like. I mean, not really. It was like me, Joe B. Do you know Larry Everett? Yeah. Larry Everett, who was from Delaware. Um, Scott Brian Nichols and his other guy Dan. And we were, we had a band called Echoes Instructor that oh, like, um, that never really, I mean, it was a mixture of like, no one really wanting to do it <laughs> and kind of like, you know, it was the kind of thing like we, at the time me, Larry and Joe all lived together in a house where Brian and Dan were always hanging out and we kind of just had a basement where we could practice and we would just practice and like play shows every once in a while and then when i'm when we moved out of that house me and brian moved to madison and had another spot where we could practice and we would do it there and 
I mean, basically, it was the kind of thing where, like, Joe B. lost interest first. Brian started to lose interest. I was really kind of, like, I'm awful to deal with. I'm awful to, like, work with on stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I have, like, a really bad, like, like, well, this is the way it's going to be, so here's how we're going to do it, and this is this is how it is. And, uh, do, you know, don't tell me how you think this is going to be, because I already thought it through, and this is how it's going to work. <laughs> and... Like, when you, like, take that kind of, like, personality and, like, put it in, like, a band, it, you know, yeah. nobody wants to nobody wants to be in a band with that person. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, we played a bunch of shows, and we, we, we actually, we did record for, like, there was this label that was going to put out something by us, and we recorded, we were recording for it, and in the middle of, like, recording, well, I shouldn't say that, I'm, like, I, I, I teed up this story way more to make it. It's, it's sound way more exciting than it really is. <laughs> because like we weren't there when it happened. But the guy who was recording us got murdered. Ooh. Like, in the midst of us recording. Like, like I said, we weren't there. But, like, <laughs> there was this guy who had a studio in in Newcastle. And I wish I could remember his name or the name of the studio. But it was so long ago, I don't remember now. It was like, Jesus Christ. Now that I think about it, it was like, how long ago was it? Like almost 20 years ago or something. Wow. But like, yeah, he we were we were recording with him and and then we went to finish up one day and like the cops were there, the news was there, and like <laughs> someone had like hours earlier, like in the, like you know in the middle of the night, like broke into his house and like I guess cause to 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 rob him or something. Like I don't know. They thought maybe he had a bunch of cash there or something. But like yeah ended up shooting and killing him. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, and then we kind of, like, we're like, well, then, like, the, 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 the question was, how do we get our, the recordings back? Uh. You know, that we were working on, because, like, we can't, like, call up his, like, the studio was in his house. Right. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not calling up his fucking wife and saying, like, Fuck. My, my band was, sorry for your loss, but my band was recording there and there's some dad tapes that we need to get. Oh, no. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that ain't happening. <laughs> so, like, I don't know, like, I actually don't know who was in charge. Someone was in charge of, like, I bet you it wasn't me, was in charge of calling <laughs> up and going there and getting, getting them. And then we, like, went to finish up the recording with someone else and, like, it was just a mess. And by then, like, there, there were so many, like, you know, like, we were just, you know, just didn't want to be around each other. Well, I guess a lot of people didn't want to be around me, I should say. <laughs> and so, so it didn't, the group dynamic didn't work well. And by the time, like, we got, like, the recording back, like, we weren't doing anything anymore. And it kind of just, like, just sat there. Yeah. But, so that, uh, you know, that was about, that was about the, that was, that was that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's always a weird thing when you lose lose the recordings I've talked to a few people not never someone got murdered though that's a new one um, yeah that's yeah, crazy quite, quite a bummer yeah that really sucks and he had like a really cool studio and like I think the way I found out about him was because I had because I was doing another label at the time and I had to this band sent me like their song for like a split seven inch I was putting out on like a quarter inch like reel to reel oh, and wow. I was just like well what do I do with this like <laughs> how do I listen like, to uh, yeah, uh, yeah how, what do I do with this so I, fa- I found him I called up a bunch of recording studios 
and I found him, and he said he could, like, you know, convert it, put it on, like, a CD or whatever he did at the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, like, yeah, he was, like, he had, like, a, an awesome studio, and, like, yeah. I mean, not that if his studio sucked and he got murdered, it'd be any, any better, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I always tell this story, and I, I used to say, like, because we used to go there and record sometimes from, like, you know, 10 o'clock to, like, 2 in the morning or something like that. We'd be there really late. And I'd always, like, like say, like, you know, and we, and he got killed in, in, like, the middle of the night, and, like, we could have been there recording, but, like, we weren't. So, like, why why bring that? Right. <laughs> Learning after a while, like, this guy was, like, killed, and, like, the story isn't exactly about me and the band I was in, but. Yeah. That kind of tangents. Yeah. No, that's, um, yeah. That's, a, you know, the Newcastle can be a rough. Can be yeah, a rough, rough, rough scene, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to... I wonder how many times I started a phrase with I remember. Because I'm not really that... I was going to say, though, that was... After being in a band for a while, it was very nice to, like, really get into noise after that. Because it was like, oh, I can do this all by myself. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah, no one has to, like, after a month, I won't, won't have to, like, sour a friendship. Right. like... Because I would... I'll definitely do that. I mean... I mean, I mean, even tabs out is now like Dave and Joe were like, once a month we can do it. Yeah, we can do it once a month. I'm not doing it. More. We're not doing it more than that. You got them contractually bound. Like. I wish. <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm you know I'm very grateful for for tabs out. I think the um, you know I've made quite a do few you really, friends. Do you really listen? Do you really listen? To I us? listen occasionally. Okay, so in, initially I was only listening to my episodes. <laughs> Okay. And then I was like, okay, I should actually dive in. So there's, I'm behind, but um, there are. I'm always, I'm, I'm always weirded out when like anyone like says like, ah, oh, I love the show because it's like, <laughs> I don't like. I honestly think the only people who are listening to it are people who they listen to it when their tape is played. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. And they go directly to the part to see like what was said about their tape. And I would say 80% of the time, they're probably super disappointed because they're like, what the fuck was this? <laughs> but like, like I, I don't know, but like Dave tells me that like people listen to it. <laughs> yeah, well, like, so I know people that are not musicians or like they don't really release music and they don't have tapes, but they listen to it as part of their like circulating. Like my friend Kevin, um, I, I met him in Baltimore and he was, you know, he was like, oh, I know about Tabs Out. Yeah, and he, he like he's up to it's like and all the publications and stuff like uh, cassette gods and um, you know whatever whatever's been around tiny mixtapes and stuff like that and you know he just has a genuine interest in you know finding crazy weird music of all kinds and you know I think um, yeah that gives other people it gave me confidence to continue with tapes because I was kind of like all right well now I'm just like making tapes to like give out. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was like kind of my bad. I, most of the shows I would play, I just like give the tapes. I get drunk and be like, I'm Santa Claus of the tapes. I'm just like, <laughs> give a, everyone's, you get a tape, you get a tape, and, you know. Um, but no, I started finding out that you know people that had heard of Tabs Out, whether or not they had a music involved in it or not, um, you know, were more likely to buy a tape. And um, yeah, you know. I, I definitely think and th well and that's also like kind of the weird thing about 
I think just internet publication in general, um, like music criticism specifically, is like. I remember having a conversation with an old housemate of mine, but he was kind of like, because I was like working for a Baltimore-based label, and he was having me mail like fucking like big name people and I'm like kind of intimidating to like write their name and be like maybe they'll get this it's not even my music but it's like alright we're really sending this to fucking what's that guy there's like NPR people he had me send stuff to and he made me he made me mail to all these people in Russia no I'm kidding <laughs> but he um yeah it was like we really need to get a write up and I remember thinking like well anyone can like write some shit and put it like like put it up on like a blog spot and my housemate overheard me talking about this and was just like what we do is we just made up our own blog <laughs> and like oh really wrote about like each of them had like solo project yeah and they like and i'm just kind of like that's like cheating like i already feel kind of bad that like <laughs> these people that i know are like you know i think that's awesome yeah I mean, uh, you know, made their own blog. I was kind of like initially, kind of like, oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I think he's right. As long as you have something that can point someone to getting a description about it without having to hear it, and then they can choose to hear it, definitely, I guess, counts as a thing. But even then, it's like, you know, the likelihood of somebody actually listening to it, which is the benefit of having like a podcast. If you just, and nowadays with podcasts, it's just automatically. Like you can set okay. Anytime a new episode of this comes out, it goes to the iPod, the AirPods, and I just got it mm -hmm. here, and it just you know it just get our emailed right to your brain. Exactly, download to the cortex, and uh, yeah, and you um, can have Steve Jobs get emails right to your brain. Yeah, and the, the fact that not just me, but so many people who's yeah are releasing a very inaccessible, not I won't say very, uh, but a. a kind of inaccessible way of listening to music um you know cassette tapes the fact that it's you know being kind of digitally streamed into into the ethos i think is a, is a very positive thing and you know i've even noticed like yes a lot more labels i mean and again maybe they just always have and i just didn't notice it but especially within the last 10 years like just the amount of like cassette releases that accompany a, a vinyl release or something just to have like some kind of physical merch that you can mm -hmm. you can buy and it's definitely yeah definitely I feel like I mean like like you said I don't know if I just noticed it more or if like over the past few years oh who's calling me I'm not sure about that um like the amount of like people who like like we used to like like we used to get tapes like when we first started the podcast like maybe a year after doing it when like tapes would start coming in the mail in on a more regular basis we were getting like a tape a day you know what I mean yeah. like one tape a day and they were mainly like in the same like you know not the same exact stuff they weren't all exactly the same exact like you know it's just strip noise tape but like they were in that that zone yeah but like now I feel like there's just like I mean we get like 10 days a day and it's like shit that's all over like the spectrum and like I don't know if that's just like a new thing if it's a new thing that they're sending them to us or if it's just like tapes are really like 
generally having like a moment where like everyone's just fucking for whatever reason if they like because if they like them or they think like oh well i think we're supposed to right you know what i mean because i think there's a lot there's a lot of that of like obviously with with anything there's going to be like shit where it's like you know yeah you make a tape you make a tape because you're supposed to make a tape right now right yeah, that that um, uh, and then yeah, I'm supposed to mail it to someone to <laughs> to listen to it, and uh, I, yeah, it's probably yeah. a combination of all of that. And you know, I guess like yeah, like local kind of insular scenes have probably always had like tape trading and stuff. But now that there's like a bigger platform for people, because like yeah, once when I noticed like oh like you know there's such thing as like cassette culture, so to speak, or like you know I, you know people actually paying attention and collecting them and. And talking about yeah, and then you can definitely tell the people that like send us stuff that have never, ever once paid any. Like they have no clue who, what tabs out is. Right. And like, and like, you know, no, no big deal. You're, you're, you made a tape, and you want people to hear it. Yeah. And so, like, whatever. Like, I'm. It's not, you don't have to know what tabs out is. Whatever. It's like, why would you? Why would you know? But like, I, I do love getting stuff, and it's like, why would they ever send this to us? <laughs> Like, if they ever, like, if they paid, like, listen to one episode, or, or even better, like, I, I love just the, in general, people in music that, like, because it's all so impersonal, but they try to make it personal, because everyone is just, like, you know, a copy and paste letter that's, like, like, I love your label slash blog slash zine slash podcast, <laughs> and it's, like, and then, it, you know, the people... When they're like, I, I, I tabs out. I want once again touch with you about this because I, I, we, we all love tabs out. We listen to every episode. We just put out this double LP by Australian like folk musician. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like, well, the double LP. Well, well, why? Stop right there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Skirt. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, people promoting. They got a lot of options, and Tabs Out has been a fun way to explore music. This is my, this is how I do the, this is me practicing for NPR. That's good, I like it. Tabs Out. Thank you. Don't edit this at all. This part's good. Upload this entire conversation. Oh yeah, hour, we're clocked at hour 40. Speaking of which though, we should probably, we should probably wrap it. I'm giving you the wrap up. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I can feel it. So check out tabsout.com for your tape explorations of all kinds of things and sounds unrestricted by time and or space. Yeah, there is no restrictions on time or space. Definitely. If you listen to Tabs Out, you will trip balls. And I can guarantee you that. Till we're <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for, uh, for tuning in. I'm back in the radio personality. Thanks for tuning Thanks, in to our yeah. live radio show. Are you telling me thanks for tuning in? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no problem. I didn't tune in this all. I wasn't tuned in. Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. We'll just edit, okay, we'll, we'll edit in you tuning in. We'll be like, I am all right. tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a filter, a tuning in filter, just have that. It's a high-pitched squeal through the entire thing. That's me tuning in. I'm gonna or, edit. you know, if you can just put, like, the modem sound, the, uh, like... Connecting to the internet family the entire time. <laughs> that can be me trying to tune in the entire time. <laughs> and then I'm gonna take like single words from this whole interview of yours and then make it say, I am tuning in now. I am tuning in now. <laughs> there you go. It's all in one place. Now you don't have to. It's made it so much you. easier for me. Thank you. Yeah.
segment was recorded by Delawadan. Interview by Delawadan. Interview featuring Delawadan. Copyright Delawadan 2021. You're currently listening to. Party tape. pretty good you heard uh, play money uh party tape and it's a it's a tape you can play at a party if you want you can do that if you want to i don't i'm not gonna judge you Delver uh, Daniels is known to party here once in a while um <coughs> pending uh current um you know da investigation up there in state of delaware wonderful state of delaware i uh, hope i'm allowed back there someday but uh yeah so That's supposed to be a burp. Add a little bit of burp sound in there. You, you got that? Okay. So, um, so you heard, and then before that, you heard Hold the Door. Oh, no, sorry. That was Fencing on Green by The Cradle. Uh, in memory of Pablo Spliff. A very influential and beautiful soul. Then you had The Car? Question mark. The Car? Like, dude. The car? Like, not where's my car? <clears throat> the car. But question mark. On Deco Tapes. Or something like that. Do Keke Deca Hinden. Hindenburg. Go Do Deca Hendren. Hendren. Go Deca. Dendo. Do Deco Hendo. Tapes. Deco Coherence. Tapes. And that one is by Morgan Garrett. We love him. Beautiful soul, very influential, living. And then, and then we heard places for Hicks screams. It was like, all hail yeah. And then that was a song called "The Mountain." Their relation to the film, starring Chef Goldblum. And then we had folk or stereo separation in thrift stores. And this one's interesting. It's got a nude. It's got nude. But I don't really understand what's going on because they look naked, but they're not doing sex. But they're in an embrace. It's kind of a weird picture, honestly. I kind of am starting to think now this maybe just Robbie Basho, you know? He's got a mustache. And they're laying in the bed and they look like maybe they're going to be doing doing sex, but it's not. it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like they're doing porns. They're just kind of. You know, maybe just like mom and dad in, in the 70s or something, and they're just, they're naked, and some, they had a, for some reason they had a camera on an auto timer, I hope. Otherwise, it's some very strange implications there. They look very happy, and it's fucking weird, so you got that one. And then before that, we had Holy People, Jester to Her, Ma- Jester to Her Majesty the People, Holy People. And it's pretty good. That was really good. Before that, we had Lifescapes. It's kind of a new age. I don't even know, dude. I found this in a, in a thrift store. 
uh, is produced. This is a more recent tape. It makes a bold claim that there's over 60 minutes of music. It was produced by John August Meditations Lifescapes, Native American Flute, Mystical, Irreverent, and Ageless. Then we had, before that, we had Weather. You heard in the interview, Fungus Crossed. Sometimes you gotta cross your fungus and hope that it's gonna work out. And then you had also Mike Haley put out this tape. He put out uh, Alex Homan's first tape, 905 Tapes 161. It's called Alex Homan. And then before that, we had Steve Jansen, a split tape with County Conservation District by the the one and the only Autumn Tapes. Pretty good. I know this one is some different. It's a different album, but it's related to that. And then we, before that, we had Yes Selma, Bliss of Remake. Pretty good. I think all in all, it's pretty good. I mean, the one, one with the nude thing I was talking about with the folk or stereo separation in thrift stores with the people potentially having prior or they might have been doing the sex I don't know it's not what the tape's about there's no sex on a tape thank god it's not the kind of tape I'm trying to buy um normally so it had to be pretty wild wild circumstances for Del Dan be buying the, the sex tapes so but this by it am theftable and y'all probably heard of him before so it's pretty good I think we got a pretty good oh this just in this is interesting ironically we're doing tapes but this dude just died. Holy shit. What are the fucking odds of... Come on, dude. You're seriously going to die on my fucking... While I'm doing my podcast about tapes? There's so many people out there doing tapes and now... And all this shit. And now, Delverdean... Hey there, hi there, who there, folks? It's Delverdean. With a sudden announcement. Does your family suffer from too many waxed out boys? Also known to the district attorney of Pinellas County, Florida, as Sean Hornbrough, shaving their pubes with a private investigator down the street named Detective Vladimir Pubet Chaviati, who then collects the pubes and offers them in a fire ritual that some is suspect of on the freeze aisle just in time for Christmas bonuses? The new problem called Delaware Dean for this exact problem. 302. 123-8924 Extension 420 Dope is going to get you and your family in holiday season by the time Christmas comes down to spank devil and freeze out will be summoned just in time for them Christmas bonus checks so no problem Dope Dean Thank you Dean Alright so um trying to find out who the fuck died on the tapes? Man, that's tragic. So, anyways, so well, you know what? Well, you know, while we're gonna cut to our next segment, and it's gonna be a little bit of an interview type segment, and um, you know, we're gonna be talking to Tan from the Hungry Guy Show, Hungry guy. and you know, so um, we're gonna be asking him about tapes. Apparently, he knows a huge amount of the history of cassette tapes, so. Um, it's not a Hungry Guy segment, but we're going to take it away. It's called Interviews with D. No problem. 
can do. So what do you want to know? What do you want to know? I want to know about these tapes. Oh, tapes. Yeah, this guy, uh, yeah, he just passed away um, just recently. Big Lou, we call him. Oh, Big Lou. And the, uh, you know, that's just what we call him. Cool. Lou uh you know, he uh, developed the analog magnetic tape, uh, adapted into a cassette for audio recording and playback. And you know, that's you know, that's his way of cooking. Uh, you know, me and my brother Ron, we cook the way we cook by breaking into people's houses when they're asleep or not home and stuff. We cook their food. We eat it. We sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just throw the food out. Fuck it. Who gives a shit about this fucking food? It's all about the hype. It's all about the show. It's about the ratings. It's about cooking on TV. Even though you're not seeing it right now, you're just hearing an audio. So, uh, yeah, pretty much the compact cassette technology was originally designed for dictation machines. If you want, if you need to know, Dan, if that's your real name, it is. But you know, improvements in fidelity led the compact cassette to supplant the uh, stereo eight-track cartridge and reel-to-reel tape recording in most non-professional applications. I mean, the eight-track cartridge kind of obsolete after a certain point, if you get my meaning. Kind of like Betamax. I mean, who's whacking off the Betamax? No one's like taking a Betamax and taking pictures of their, of their parents, and, so, and or the, the parents are taking pictures of themselves Please on stop Betamax. This. Stop that! Conceiving a child. Dude. Yeah, but you know, uh, okay. So, well, that's there. just the first thing about it, and uh, it's also interesting to know that the uh, portable audio cassette tape has been has been used for early store, data stores or early microcomputers. So that's pretty interesting. How about I that? I never amazing. knew that. I never knew that. So you know, we're doing. Um, just so you know, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. We're talking about tapes. You know, before the tapes came out, it was a reel-to-reel tape recorder with the commercial name Magnetophon by, released by AEG. And this yeah, I heard is, it we're talking 30s, I think 34, 35 maybe. Um, and it was based on the invention of the magnetic tape by Fritz Flumer in 19... Drum roll. We're doing drum roll. 1928. These machines were very expensive and relatively difficult to use, and were therefore mostly used by professionals, radio station recorders. How about that? After the Second World War, World War, uh, the magnetic tape recording technology proliferated across the world. You know, these are my own words that I'm using out of my own mouth. So, in the U.S., Ampex. Uh, using equipment obtained in Germany as a starting point began commercial production of tape recorders. The first used in studios to record radio programs, tape recorders quickly found their ways into schools and homes. And by 1953, one million U.S. homes had tape machines. Isn't that a bitch? How about that? Isn't that a fucking shit storm of tapes? Cra- it's crazy. Tape usage. So in 1958, the year that I previously mentioned. Did you mention that one? I don't remember. I don't think you. Um, let Although I just, I'm, I'm getting my dates wrong. Yeah, I think so. Lou comes in at 63, and uh, if I remember right, it was uh, RCA Victor introduced a stereo quarter and reversible reel-to-reel RCA tape cartridge. How about that? How about that? I never knew this. Incredible! Kind of it is incredible. <coughs> so incredible. Consumer use of the magnetic tape machines took off in the early 1960s after playback machines reached a comfortable, user-friendly design. This was aided by the introduction of trans- transistors, which replaced the bulky, fragile, costly vacuum tubes. Those, I don't know if you remember those, because you don't, because you weren't even, fu- you were dead back then. Yeah, no, I mean, wasn't, you were not alive. Wasn't and alive shit, you would knock into it, and it would shatter a million pieces, and earth shatter, you hear that. Yeah, I do on, remember that. And every tape recorder would activate, and you'd hear the shatter and the shame. 
industry would be. So anyway, so uh, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Compact cassette. So yeah, come in, enter uh, Lou Audens in Belgium. Yeah, we like that guy. So let's learn about a little bit Rest about Big Lou. Rest in peace, Lou. Uh, yeah, he was born. No one gives a shit when he was born, but he, you know, he died recently, and that's very tragic because we owe this whole thing to him. And, um, you know, he was born in Bellingwold on 21st June, 1926. So had he been born five days later, he could have been 2626. That's so cool. That's so cool. So, yeah, it is. <coughs> pretty cool yeah i showed an interest in technology and tinkering from an early age and i think i'd i obviously i didn't show an interest so during while i was in teens during world war ii he constructed a radio that he would use to secretly listen to the radio orangey broadcast which if you don't know what those are is it is the dutch radio program on bbc european service to broadcast to the german occupied netherlands during world war ii and it transmitted from london and broadcast programs approximately 15 minutes at a time that's really interesting. Imagine yeah. just sitting there. That's know, pretty interesting. All of a sudden, you hear Radio Orangey, and that's crazy. So, Radio Orangey. Um, and then eventually, uh, you know, in order to avoid the Nazi jammers, just constructed a radio with the primitive direction. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. After the war, we're not talking. We're not Fuck them. That. So, here's where he comes into tapes. Building on the success of the EL3585, which we all know what that is. Phillips Hassel, he started working on plans to develop a portable cassette recorder. The goal for this pocket recorder, as it was nicknamed, was to be inexpensive and small with low battery consumption but reasonable sound quality. Well, that's where we're at now. How about this? Barely taking up no any of the How time. How about so, that? Um, it's not taking up no other battery powers, and there's none of that shit. Yeah, well, I would have hoped so. I would and I just want to say to you, Dan, is that what are you doing? You still doing them tapes? Damn, doing tapes. I because got tapes for days. But Ryan, he was seeing some floozy up in, uh, uh, you know, Marcus Hook, and she's up there, and she's saying, "I want, I want you take, I want the tapes that will teach me marketing." Period. I, I got no marketing, and he said, "Delaware Dan, I got tapes for you. You still selling them tapes? I'm selling tapes every. What the fuck is up with you? Selling tapes every day. You're a temple also, marketing. You're a scumbag. So I don't mean to interrupt. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. All right. You just thank you. No, no, no. Thank you for interviewing me. Uh, so you're, no problem. This is what we're doing. We're talking about Phillips, the company, not a guy named Phillips. And we rest in peace, Ludwig Frederick Ottens, aka Big Lou. We love you, dude. We thank you. I know you don't really under. He never really understood why people were doing going back to tapes. And honestly, I don't either. Because, you know, my car has got some tape play and it don't work. I put the, the iPad in it and it don't work. It's, people come and they take the iPad. They steal it. They smash it when it lasts. So, I don't know what the fuck to do about it. I don't even own the car. That's the craziest part about this. I don't even own the fucking car. So, we'll talk about that later. Okay, you know, talk to whatever uh, you want. So, you know, long story short, um, you know, Lou Watton's, uh, you know, critical uh, for magnetic tape being in a little cassette you put in your car and you let, you know, Lou Watton's, uh, you know, critical uh, for magnetic tape being in a little cassette you put in your car and you listen to Delaware Dan Marketing. Yeah, well, that's what we do. So, uh, I think it's uh, pretty interesting that, um, pretty cool. you know, that compact cassette served as a catalyst for social change. I mean, the small size, durability, and ease of copying helped bring underground rock and punk music from beyond the Iron Curtain, way out in, uh, you know, 
wherever the Iron Curtain fucking exists. So, I mean, one of the f- most famous political use of cassette tapes was the dissemination of sermons by the Ay- Ayatollah Khomeini. Well, I don't know Iran, if we're down. We don't before the 1979 revolution. So that's a, that's a strange way to do it. And uh, do, do this is how they overthrew the Shah. And that's how the Shah sleeps in Lee Harvey's grave. It's because of cassette tapes. So that brings me then to the butthole surfers. They did tapes. They got tapes out there with the butthole surfers on it. So that's... It's incredible stuff. I mean, you know, also during the military dictatorship of Chile in the 70s to the 90s, cassette culture emerged with blacklisted music or music that was, by other reasons, not available as records were shared. Oh, and some pirate cassette producers created brands such as Cumbre Cuatro that have, in retrospect, received praise for their contributions to popular music. And uh, armed anti-dictatorship groups such as Manuel Rodriguez Patriotic Front, Revolutionary Left Movement, you know, made use of cassettes to propagandize their struggle. So How about that's that? very interesting. That's pretty interesting. In the 1970s India, cassettes were actually blamed for bringing unwanted Christian and Islamic influences into traditionally Sikh and Hindu areas. Cassette technology was a booming market for pop music in India, drawing criticism from conservatives while at the same time creating a huge market. I mean, we're talking a fucking huge market for legitimate, legitimate recording companies as well as pirated tapes. Damn. I'm reading all this off of Wikipedia, by the way, and I'm coming up with uh, these are my own words that I okay. came up with. Yeah, right no, now. I believe, I believe. So don't I think I'm reading you. off Wikipedia just so I just said that. So the, some sales, some sales channels were associated with cassettes. And in Spain, filling stations often featured a display selling cassettes. While offering also mainstream music, these cassettes became associated with uh, genres such as gypsy rumba, light music, and joke tapes that were very popular in the 1970s, 1980s. And that's... That speaks to as to what kind of joke tapes are out there. Are people doing... Are, are you doing... Is just a whole thing a joke that we did? How dare I mean, you're you doing tapes. How dare you you kind of seem like a joke to me. And you I mean, you're sitting here dressed right, for basically nothing. This I heard is, that you're down there in Florida. No, 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 no. That's not. I true. heard you down no, there no. in Florida, and you said no, 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 hey, you're not going into doing cover songs. No, 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 no. we're not going into that right yeah. now. No, no, no. no, what's all on there? It's, it's not on anything. We're not going into that. We're not. I'm not in. commenting Florida on Florida friend, more like. Okay, all right. You say what you want, but more like a Florida friend to me. Okay, all right. You stop. Knock this shit off. You know, 21st century use of revival sees the. You know, despite that, portable digital recorders are most common today. Analog tape remains a desirable option for certain artists and consumers. How about that? And uh, older genres like Dan's band, which is funny because I don't know you, Dale or Dan, be to be in any band other yeah. than your own band. You're kind of like a one-man band over here. So got tendrils, Some musicians, got DJs, and the independent music community maintain a tradition of using and releasing cassettes due to its low cost and ease of use. Underground and DIY communities release regularly and sometimes exclusively on cassette format, particularly in experimental music circles and to a lesser extent in hardcore punk death metal and black metal circles which might be the intro for certain people to hear about tapes in the first place and they find out that experimental music even exists because it is cassette shit and you're polluting the kids minds with this and it's generally out of a fondness for the format in general even among major label stars the format has at least one devotee and I'm not going to mention his name Thurston Moore but he claimed in 2009 I only listened to cassettes so you know what the fuck you, you, you're not going to listen to 8 tracks you're not going to listen to little sim cards you're not going to listen to little... What if you're in the grocery store and all of a sudden someone's playing over the radio? You're not going to listen right. to goddamn radio There's some more? Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. It's Delver Dan. This is what we're talking about. He's the one that you need to take this shit up with. You take it over me, So anyways, I don't know what the fuck that means. I, the fuck are we even talking about? Other than me. very few Delver, companies Delver as of 2020 Dan, still make cassettes. I'm still here. Among those Delver on Delver national Dan audio teams. recording. This, you know what? This is a good opportunity. I, there's this guy up there, Don. Dom. 
Dominic, he's up there. He's making tapes. He's working his butt off. He's working his freaking butt off up there in Brooklyn on 4th. Goddamn, he makes tapes like no one would fucking believe. I mean, the little drummer boy brought the drums to the Christ. This guy is bringing tapes to the world the same exact way that the drummer boy offered his services for the divine propensity of just the immense bliss and happiness and the saving of humankind. This is the same way what Don is doing. It's not a joke. I'm doing this with a silly accent, but I'm fucking serious. I'm fucking serious here. National Recording Studio. I guarantee if you go through him, you're not only going to get a better quality tape. Even if you're using low quality, doing these, t- doing on the, going on the, on the thing, it sounds like shit. But you put his tape in there, it's gold. It's suddenly gold. It turns everything into gold. It turns sound into gold. It turns feces into gold. I'm just kidding. But for real, his amazing tapes. I mean, he does so good. And uh, a lot of them don't even have screws, so you can send them to prisoners. And they would, I think prisoners would really enjoy. I know a couple guys are locked up with one of Delaware Dan tape right now. Send them a tape. They really send fucking them. use a Delaware Dan send tape. Send them a so Delaware Dan tape. You sitting here listening to me, Delaware Dan? You should go put a put some tapes on them. They're so. gonna put go tapes ahead. on them. We got, we got it. We got them good. They're gonna send them tapes. It's gonna be all good. You know, we got all tons right, so. of tapes. Uh, 2010, the Botswana-based Diamond Studios announced plans for establishing a plant to mass-produce tapes in a bid to combat piracy. And in South Korea, the early early English education boom for toddlers encourages a continuous demand for English language cassettes. As of 2011, due to the affordable cost. That's that's amazing. In in India, film and devotional music continue to be released in the cassette format to what else do you want to know I want to know about Guardians of the Galaxy I want to know about Guardians of the Galaxy we're not going to talk about Synth Wave right. we're not going to talk about any of that shit because everything you need to know about tapes you already fucking know tell me about tapes tell me about uh, tapes in 1968 DuPont which Delaware Dan you should know a little something about DuPont I know John DuPont maybe the chemicals got in your brain and that's how you became the way that you are but I'm not taking any of dioxide manufacturing process. I'm not taking the commercialization of chromium dioxide media. The first Crow O2, aka cassette, was introduced in 1970 by Advent, then later strongly backed by Bassif, the inventor and longtime manufacturer of magnetic recording tape. Now that's amazing. That's pretty and amazing. Next, coatings used to magnetite, such as TDK's Audua, were produced in an attempt. Honestly, to this is starting to get kind of a little uh, bit boring. You know, so okay. Just you okay. know, maybe okay. we both. Well, anyways, anything you know about tapes? Somehow no, I know about this shit. I know about cooking illegally and other and tapes. There you so go. There thanks you for go. listening. Yeah. Check out my show. We're gonna check Hungry it out, guys. Me and my brother Ron. It's amazing. You're not gonna hate it. You might dislike it a little bit, but it's okay. It's gonna be good. And National Recording Studio. This is an official endorsement of National Recording Studio. You better check that shit out. Thank you, Don. Thank you for uh, thank you for coming on the show. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, check in. Make sure to check in. There is going to be more Hungry Guys. Uh, you know, but that's provided they don't go to jail first. So if they have, um, you know, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, and now we do our pledge to Lou Otten's Rest in Peace, Lou Otten's theme song. Here we go. Take it away. Rest in peace.
so going on, moving on. Um, we got some more segments for you before we wrap it up for today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, big shout out, Mike Haley. Thank you for uh, for coming in and um, you know coming into the studio. And brief anecdote: um, I remember uh, my first uh, cassette tape. Uh, that well, there's like a there's like three big ones. Um, potentially four, although I th- I'm starting to think I think it's actually a, it was a CD, so that, that that doesn't count. Tape tapes do not are not CDs, and CDs do not count as tapes. But tapes do count as CDs because they're cash deliveries, depending on how you look at things. But I remember we had uh, the first one that I can really re- oh no yeah it is four it's just, no now it's now it's four it was original it was four but we redacted that one. So there's five total, but one of them's been redacted. And this one, uh, so there's the the Macarena. I remember the Macarena tape, like English. Something like that. I don't know. But uh, we had that tape, and uh, and then we had uh, Whitney Houston. I just want to dance with somebody. I, da- I just want to dance with somebody. That was really good. I remember loving that tape. Ooh, I just want to dance with someone. I really need to dance with someone. I just remember just like the the screaming and the, the beats and like the bass. That's the thing about the tapes. They got really good bass quality on them. Uh, and then it was Space Jam soundtrack. Can not fucking go wrong with the Space Jam soundtrack. Especially if you're sipping espresso and listening Pink version. So fucking good. It'll be, it's like the express lane to bliss. And it's how you express your love for Space Jam the soundtrack. And it's so good. And then the other one, um, I forget. The one I redacted was going to be Candle in the Wind, uh, Princess oh, Die version. Never uh, with the s- might have even been called 5,000 Candles in the Wind. I might be mixing that up with reality. But, uh, and the other, um, so that's two. Oh, and the huge one, my Uncle Ed, I believe. Is it your Uncle Ed or Uncle Dave? They, uh, they gave my mom... Uh, Zeppelin 2 on cassette and we were never allowed to listen to Lemon Song the Nissan Sentra 95 you know and it had a tape player in it and you can smart to see to that like it would detect silence and stop so that's pretty cool simple limiter technology you know pretty good pretty good Um, and then but yeah love that album Uh, first introduction to stereo panning for me personally, um, we try to predict what side the didn't, didn't, what side it was going to be next, and it would always fuck us up. So technically, that might have been the first time I was tripping, not on drugs, but tripping out to like, what the fuck? There's two speakers, Jesus. Um, and then, um, yeah, Macar- let's see, Macarena, Space Jam, Whitney Houston's, and Zeppelin Two, and then the redacted. Uh, Elton song 
for Princess Die, who in, weirdly enough died, and that's why I made the song again. This is originally for Norma Jean's. Okay, so those are my first tape memories, and I just felt like it was important to share that with y'all. God bless. Good, good day. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No problem. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Hello. This is hello? uh, you've reached Delaware Dan. Dave. Yeah. Alex. Dave. What's good? I think it's just me and you. I was trying to. I was home with one. I was trying to conference call it. I think he's there. He's recording us. I'm on. I'm recording right now. Alex, you there? I'm here. I can't talk anymore. I gotta go back to work. Hello. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Bye, Alex. If you can hear me. See you, Dave. Hello. Hey. I oh. could. I could oh. hear. Can hear your conversation. Alright, real quick. Real quick, Delaware Dan calling. Real quick. Why tapes? Why cassette tapes? Why tapes? Yeah. special qualities that they enhance or anything like that for music any kind of enhancing uh, qualities on them Good. All right, I got I to gotta keep moving. I'm, I'm cold calling a bunch of people down in a row. So I'm going to call you back. But thank you for your input. One right after the other. Call has been forwarded to my... Tom. What's going on, Alex? Not much. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Hell yeah. No, I'm just dropping a line. Where you at? I'm in... Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm living I'm living down here now. It's fucking not winter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All winter long. Oh, uh, it's nice. It's pretty good. How you doing? 
I'm pretty good, man. Hell yeah. Yep. Yep. You still saying busy? Yeah. You see Craig? Yeah, I ain't seen Craig in a while. He's kind of hibernating. That's what I heard. Because there's corona and shit and everything, yeah. Yeah. And he's got some health issues, so he's just kind of sticking to himself. And the Noel's just kind of hanging out with each other, you know? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what we can do. I got a good, I got a good plan. Okay, natural cocaine for how can we get you fucked up? Yeah, I was trying to buy like two cocaines. You got any you got any tapes with cocaine in on them? Uh, sorry, sir, we're all out of cocaine, but we got ketamine. The kids love it. You got well what's the difference between ketamine and cocaine? Because I heard it's a price difference, so they just charge I, I, I just I, I just tell the shit, man. I don't fucking I don't know. I got a real quick question, we'll keep it brief. Why why cassette tapes? What? Why cassette tapes? Delaware Dan's trying to figure out why cassette tapes. What's the buzz? Oh, you're breaking the fuck up. I can't hear anything you're saying. Why? Why cassette tapes? Why are we doing? Why cassette tapes? Because I I like plastic. I like destroying the planet. You think about the tape is going to be in Earth forever, Um, and it's going to. Dude, it's not going anywhere, man. It's it's eternal. It's going to be clogging up the ecosystem and killing fish. When we're flooded Fuck out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Alright. That's what I'm all about, baby. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh yeah. <laughs> well What what's up, dude? Not much, so that's gonna be in the I'm gonna cut cut this part out. <laughs> yeah, you this is that wasn't gonna work. No, that wasn't gonna work. No way. <laughs> oh. All right. So how come? I want to know. Is this thing on? I want to know how no one done made this assumption, uh, observation yet. Uh, just sitting here thinking about stuff, but like, didn't DJ screw? I think he was using them tapes. You know, I think he was doing. He was he was using tapes. And that's how he got the. He slowed them down. You can move them. Sound really low, like this. Like you're Chris Christopherson or something. Don't do that, Blade. Don't do that, Blade, Blade. So I kind of think about, you know, if he's chopped and screwed Chris Christopherson, then, you know, it's probably pretty good. All right, then we're done. No problem. All right, Delaware Dan with a new announcement. If you and your family suffered from traffic jams that resulted in the loss of stool during a high-octane sonic stress stimuli emitting from the tip of the frothing tip of the tip frothing tin, tip frothogen, and tip froth tip dippers, then no, no problem. Call now. Call Delaware Dan for a free dirty chai latte enema that were all present for the birth of the concept of birth itself. Call 302-024-4200. Call Delaware Dan. And, um, yeah, you know, a couple things to think about moving forward is, uh, how often do you listen to tapes? Send your answers in to Delaware Dan at 420 Cemetery Lane, 69 Road, 
extension 69 at gmail.com Wilmington Delaware 19808 just send us a little drop a line you know come on down we're in Pike Creek we're down there uh, at the uh, you know what used to be the Pike Creek Bowling Alley it's not there anymore it's filled with bullet holes I don't know what happened it's not a shootout. I think some kids were just uh, throwing rocks at it or something or doing target practice. I don't really know. It's overgrown. I think Mother Nature took back the charcoal pit down there. So come down to Pike Creek where we got heroin. Also shout out Caddies down on Gulf Boulevard in uh, Madeira Beach, Florida. A uh, good place to get cold beer and COVID-19. So come on down and uh, kill your grandma. All right, Delver Dan. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight, now I, now I've got Delaware in my den, den. With the Delaware den. Fuck you, Delaware den, Delaware den. Fuck you. tapes out there people doing tapes people spending money on tapes god bless you but he won't bless you if you don't buy the tape that has the blessing of god in it so you gotta buy the tape but did i take you by surprise this is the part where this is what i'm imagining is they're going now they're like, they're really making out. They're going to be like, I'm going to become a dad. This love was meant to be dead. This song is making me really hungry. I'm hungry, goddamn. 
Alright, we're not doing Hungry Guys. That just starting to sound like Hungry Guys to me. Are you sure it's not the same song? Holy fucking shit. God damn it. It's the same fucking song. How about that? Alright, well, fuck it. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Delbert Dean. Tune in next week when we tally up the votes. From the co-creator of Noise Detective, Miami Slice, comes in search of Delaware Dan with Detective Lad. Presented by Delaware Dan. In my journey by getting on the train and I realized that I was the only one not wearing a mask so I buried my tail in shame and turned tail and got my tail out of that train I decided I'd hitchhike but no one would pick me up I ended up getting arrested for hitchhiking which ironically backtracked me several hundred miles I knew eventually I'd make it to Florida but I wasn't sure how all I knew is I'd be kicking and screaming just to know where the fuck Delaware Dan went. Somehow through an extremely complicated series of events, I made it to Florida, but only the state border. Technically, I was still in Georgia, but a forest fire obscured my way. I decided to hightail around the fire by jumping into the water. When I emerged, the wind carried me to a whole new Earth. Earth 2.1. A new Earth that is indeed spherical in shape, as well as omniscient. The planet's intelligence then summoned me to I-275, where I made my way to Hillsborough County, Tampa Bay. I crossed the bridge, but only after paying the troll exactly two pence. Fourth? Whence I then traversed the bridge, and I made it to Pinellas Point. The meeting of the pines, they say. I could tell I was on the trail of Delaware Dan. A Joe Biden sign was spray-painted into the corner of the police station. Must be a Democratic mayor upon these realms. I continued into Pinellas Point. Reaching Seminole, Florida. A seminal part of Florida. A wasteland of McDonald's and PDQs where people do mind their P's and their Q's. My accent has changed. I am still the same detective. I continued my search for Delaware Dan. Strip mall after strip mall. Strip club after strip club and stripper evading police for having broken into the Capitol building on June 6th. I did not disclose her identity to the police, however I did. I meant to say that uh, February 6th. Sorry. Feb 6th. Disclose her location and her PIN number 
for her device and she was unfortunately apprehended by the police. Those police never saw the light of day. Ne'er shall they ever again. For I knew I was even closer to Delamadan's stench, for I could smell it in the air. But I realized it was a young man smoking a black and mild that had been hollowed out and replaced with marijuana tobacco, which is in fact not tobacco at all, but marijuana. I continued my search for Delamadan, but I found no, no trace, though I heard a specific riff off in the distance. Yes, I could tell it was Delamadan, for this song was being played over the speakers. I approached the person responsible for putting this sound over the loudspeakers, and they turned out to be a, a scrawny little man who is in, in fact manning the soundboard and I said I am a detective I says to the guy I'm a detective sent here from the north and I need to know is Delaware Dan here uh, I don't actually know what you're talking about I'm just a sound guy you know don't don't blame me I just work here you know what I mean I don't give a shit about that. I just need to know the whereabouts of Delaware Dan. Uh, I don't know anyone named Delaware Dan, but, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta get back to my job managing this band here. And what is this band called? It's obviously Delaware Dan's band. That's what it says. Delaware Dan's band. One word, D-A-N-S-B-A-N-D. I don't know. I'm just the sound guy. I'll let you to your work, sound page boy. But if you see anyone named Delaware Dan, you be sure to contact me. You can contact me by a smoke fire, burn yourself, self-immolate, on fire, and I will follow. I will find you. Alright, man. Fucking weirdo creep. Get out of here. Whatever. See ya. Okay. Whatever. I felt I was close to the trail. When I realized the following morning, after having passed out in the bushes outside of the bar, I never made it to the beach that day, now that I think of it. But I did pass out in the bushes next to the bar, between the bar and the beach. I was passed out in those bushes and covered in gold feces, as well as osprey feces, as well as other types of fowl, and the feces from which the fowl emits. Dilbadan, you're not far from me, I can tell. Wait, what's that? There's a car, suspiciously, with a Delaware license plate. Perhaps I shall investigate. Excuse me, sir. Whoa, whoa, man. I don't know you. Get, get, get away from me. What are you doing in this car? <laughs> Just gotta mind your own business, man. Just get out of here. I think you know what I'm talking about. You haven't said anything yet. Why would I know what you're talking about? I'm saying, where is Delaware Dan? You mean the band that played yesterday? Yes. Wait. Band. So there's more of them. That is a one-man band. It's called Delaware Dan's Band. You never heard of them? No, I haven't heard of them. <sighs> of course I've heard of them, you silly you mock me boy. I shall smack you on your bum with a sword. Okay. 
I knew that night Delaware Dance Band would be playing again at the bar called Caddies, a fine place to receive a cold beer and COVID-19. I did not go in, for I was not cool enough to make it past the parking lot. However, I knew Delaware Dan would be coming out soon for a set break. Excuse me, sir. Are you, in fact, Delaware Dan? Sir, I don't know any Delaware Dan. I don't know who you're talking about. You're going to step back there. If you just wait for one second, I'll be right with you. Uh, excuse me, hold this real quick. And he made his escape, although I was sure I had scared him off, knowing that he, in fact, had caught a tail. So it was my turn for my tail to follow Delaware Dan's tail, to, to tail the tail of the tail. And thus is the tale of Delaware Dan's current whereabouts, I have ascertained. He is going by a net man name. Florida Fran, who has an obs unhealthy obsession, who has an unhealthy obsession with Delaware of the North. However, it is Delaware Dan himself, I'm sure of it. But my visa has expired and I must return to Kampentur, a made-up continent on Earth 2.1 that does not exist ever. Alright, so there you have it. They never found Delaware Dan and he's definitely not in Florida. So, those are the facts. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, next week, we got the return of Baby Bunkies and a couple special guests lined up to call on the flip phone. Uh, Delaware Dan uh, Temple Marketing Telecommunication Podium. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Delaware Dan. Wait a minute, hold on. This is supposed to uh, keep fucking this up. It's supposed to be Del or Dan, not Hungry Guys. God damn it! God fucking damn it. Alright, tune in next week. Fucking shit.